We are all miracles and must make the most of our limited time here. Each of us have these unique gifts to contribute to the world, and it's our job to develop these gifts and give them away. That's why I created the Preschool SLP podcast. The Preschool SLP is about working smarter to create real change in ourselves and in others. Being an SLP is a mission. It's about showing up every single day. It's about giving all of yourself. It's about evaluating your work. It's about innovating practice to change lives. Every single week, let's discuss topics that matter. What are the game-changing strategies? How can we treat the whole child? How can we create the truest and shiniest versions of ourselves and of our clients? We're here at the drawing board for a reason. You bring your own unique gifts. Together, let's create better. Have you tried Google Slides yet in your practice? If you haven't, I highly encourage you to give them a try. And today I'm going to share with you three ways I use Google Slides in my practice. And I want you to give at least one of these ways a try in your own practice. Because what I've found is that Google Slides really has improved the children's attention, the children's engagement, and the children's participation in the learning experience. I'm going to share with you today how I use Google Slides in the classroom environment, how I use the Google Slides in therapy, and how I use Google Slides for home practice. Let's talk about the classroom environment. I'm going to give you an example as if the theme of the week is the letter F, the F sound. And let's suppose we're doing some farm animal activities. First, the children are doing an observational learning activity in which the children are sitting and paying attention and taking turns to participate. Now that takes a lot of cognitive load. That takes a lot of the child's attentional resources to pay attention and to remain self-regulated and to take turns and to sit quietly within a group. That's not easy. And the sitting quietly part is not expected by me or not even really encouraged, but they are having to sit and remain regulated at the preschool level. Suppose that I have a barn and inside that barn is covered. There's different animals and each of the children are going to get an animal from the barn. I can give them lots of different clues about the animal. I can show a little bit of the animal. If the child has language processing issues, the child can even see the animal before telling me what the animal is. I can differentially provide different clues that challenge each of the children within the group. And then they each get to hold on to their animal. So they've been sitting and attending for about 10 minutes now. And at this point, they definitely need a break. The research indicates with preschool age children, about every six minutes, you're going to want to have the children 
move to get an optimal level of learning and attention. Let's think about the quality. If you want quality, you want to increase, you want movement. The next thing we're going to do is we're all going to stand up and I'm going to put my Google slides on the smart board. What happens with the smart board is you have shared attention because you have a big visual of the board to get the whole group together and the learning experience. But also I dictate the pace. The pace is extremely important. And that's because our children, many of them, have language processing issues and attentional challenges. I need to give these children the gift of time to attend to the activity. I need to give them the gift of time to perceive what's going on. I need to give them the gift of time to process the language and process the information they're receiving. I need to give them the gift of time to join in and participating. That's what the Google Slides allows me to do. So we can be singing the song of Old MacDonald on a farm, and on that farm he had a. And what we could be doing is we can be dancing for the Old MacDonald had a farm, and it's not revealed, it's hidden in the grass what the animal is. And we can say, well, this animal is really, really shy. And the animal's not going to come out unless we pretend that we're this animal. So let's figure out what this animal is. And I can give lots and lots and lots of clues of what that animal is. Suppose it's a horse. It's something a cowboy can ride on or you can ride on it. And I can give features that it has a mane and it has a tail and hoofs and it's really big. And I can say what it does. It can say it says nay, 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 nay. So I can give tons and tons and tons of clues. And then after the children guess it, we can pretend to be horses. And that's so the animal won't be shy and I'll come out from the grass. So what you have now is all of the children are attending to what you're doing because you have this nice visual up there on the screen. You also have the, the, the children processing what you're doing because you're giving lots and lots of hints and lots of their peers are giving, giving different ideas. It's sort of like when you learn a foreign language and someone says something one time, you don't get it. But what they do is they they say lots of, they say it a lot of different ways and then you hang on to it they use their gestures they use the visuals and then you get it but you don't get it like the snap of the fingers and neither do these children but all of the children are captive audience because you have hidden behind that screen what the picture is so all of the children now are pretending to be horses and then I can show them the picture of the horse and it can be a really cool picture of a horse that slowly trots across the screen and I can have the actual background of a metal, really cool metal that the horse is coming across, a really neat picture because that's what's neat about Google Slides is that anything on the web is at your fingertips. You're not selling this. You're using it for educational purposes. I think you're pretty safe as long as you don't distribute it. I, I do fantastic pictures when I do that. I, I want children to be really mesmerized by it. <clears throat> so then you can see that after that Google Slides activity is done, we can go and do another observational learning activity that requires the child to sit and attend. The child, once again, because of the movement, is ready, once again, has the cognitive resources to spend on a learning activity, an observational learning activity.
alternate it sort of like interval training when you go and work out and you do burpees for a minute and then you take a 15 second rest and then you do jumping jacks for a minute it's the hard stuff is sitting and attending to a learning experience and taking turns and then after that we need the movement and the movement comes in the form of the google slides because the google slides allow me very importantly increased attention increased engagement and increased time. Time is of the utmost importance. So we have a lot of like super simple songs that we can play and little videos, but they, they're really, really fun, but they go really, really fast. And the children with communication impairments, they tend to either uh, escape or not participate because they're not getting it. You, you don't, you, it's, it's going too quickly. It's like snap, snap, snap. You got it. They don't have it. So that's what's really nice when I'm teaching a classroom of children with communication impairments that I can do with the Google Slides. I can get their attention. I can increase the engagement. I can increase the participation. And I can give them the gift of time. Okay, what about teletherapy? The same rules apply in teletherapy. It's like interval training. So I'm going to tell you about me when COVID first happened in my first week as a teletherapist, I thought that I was going to do business as usual. I thought, well, I'm just going to get out my bed of toys. And, and even though we're not we're through a screen and you can't touch the toys or play with the toys, everything's going to be a-okay. Everything's going to be all right. Well, as you can imagine, after a minute or so of that type of therapy, the children were running out of the rooms or going under the table. And that's because through a screen, the research indicates the attention is cut in half. What I needed to do is I needed to shake things up. Unfortunately, I did a 180 in the other direction, and I subscribed to all of these speech video games um, where it's like, say the word five times, and then you go around a game board and all of these sound effects. And that too... Uh, well, first of all, I don't really consider that speech therapy. I, I consider that stimulating the amygdala, the fight, flight, and freeze brain and getting children's attention on the cheap. But also, it was very low level. It was say a word five times. It was like, which one is this? It was very low level content. I was like, I can't do this. I spent about a day doing that after I bought all these subscriptions. I felt kind of like a, a dealer in a casino when I was doing that. And then I felt, found this middle ground in which I do my natural activities. For instance, for the letter F, we can do a sink or float activity and I can have two bins of a bin of water and they can predict whether the object's going to sink or float because F is the sound that we... And then after that, I can go into a Google Slides activity and move, and I can have the slippery fish song where you say, slippery fish, slippery fish, swimming through the water. And once again, I have, uh-oh, what's going to eat him? Now, I don't have to follow the original Charlotte Diamond song. I can go and put 10 different animals in the water that are going to eat him. I can put a crocodile that's going to eat him. I can put an octopus that's going to eat him. I can put a shark, or dog, all of these different animals. And the children are moving once again along with the song. And that's because we have increased attention. We have increased engagement, increased participation. And once again, I have the gift of time. 
So that is how Google Slides, once again, I use it for movement because it's a really highly rewarding, fun activity, but I can also use it for increased engagement, participation, and time because I'm in control over how many clues am I going to give you for this? How much information am I going to, how much support am I going to give you? How much scaffolding am I going to give you? And also how fun can I make this? And before I reveal it, I can make sure that these children are participating. For me at the preschool level, my goal with the students is not that they're getting things right or wrong. That is really secondary. What's most important is that they're learning how to be a learner and that they're learning to be active participator and participator in the learning experience and that they're enjoying it. At this phase, it's really about emergent learning. I want to create lifelong learners that love learning and that are actively participating. That's what I really care about at this stage. Another thing that is really great with teletherapy is when you're using Google Slides, you have the World Wide Web at your fingertips. So a lot of the children I work with, many of them have autism spectrum disorder. And what I'm able to do with that is I'm able to capitalize on what they love. I'm able to make Thomas the Train and all of his friend games. I'm able to make dinosaurs. I'm able to make games with Legos. Whatever they love, superheroes, I'm able to take the best of the best pictures and create some really cool, engaging games. And we know for children with autism and children with ADD that when you use what they love and incorporate what they love, they acquire the information more quickly and they're also retrieve the information more quickly and it's more resistant to regression. That is some powerful stuff. And it's very easy on Google Slides to take what they love and incorporate into the learning experience. So let's talk about the third way I use Google Slides. And this way has been the best for me. And that has been through home practice. I will tell you exactly what I do. So the letter of the week is the F sound. And I create slide decks every week. And there's about eight to 10 different activities. And they're all very educationally rich and very engaging for the child. I email that Google Drive link, that link to the parent. And I write a couple of paragraphs about what we're working on this week. And this is the theme of the week. And this is the sound of the week. And I ask that the parents pick one or two activities that they think that their child would enjoy to do with their child. This is a way I can create a home to school connection, even though I'm probably not going to see the parent because over 90% of the households are dual income. So we're all, there's that connection in which we're all working on the same content, the same ideas, and that makes the learning experience more meaningful. So that is how I do the home practice. Now think about these Google slides that the child's doing with the parent is kind of like an enhanced storybook. The parent is turning the page or pressing the right arrow or swiping to the side to reveal what's next. And once again, the parent has what we have when we use Google Slides. The parent has increased attention. The parent has increased engagement, participation, and the gift of time. They can differentially provide as much support and scaffolding to their child. That is how I use it in home practice. What we talked about today is how Google Slides has up-leveled my practice in the classroom, how it's up-leveled my practice in teletherapy, how it's up-leveled my practice for home-to-school connection. 
And the real reason why, when we look at these three areas, is because Google Slides, and you can create them in an educationally rich manner, in a low-tech manner. And what you're doing is you're going to increase the attention, the engagement, the participation, and you're going to give the gift of time. This is something our children really need. And what I'm able to do when I do that is make sure that this child is actively participating. So when I do a group, I look for 100% participation. I never put pressure on the children, but I make it so rewarding that the children get to participate. And I don't call those groups classes or groups. I call them parties. They get to go to the speech party and they get to, and everything's a get to. What I want to invite you to do is join my Sparkle in School membership. My Sparkle in School membership is a membership in which I share my Google Slides that I'm using with my students every single week of the year. I also share with you ready for use, just print them out and put them to use, educationally rich therapy activities that match those Google Slides. In addition, I share a short tutorial of ideas of how you can use this therapy in different ways in your practice. And lastly, I share a template that you can share with parents to email the Google Slides with parents for school-to-home practice. I call this group the SIS group, S-I-S, that is the Sparkle and School Membership Group. If you are interested, it is only $9.99 a month, and that's because I'm doing this because I want to help as many people as possible. It is only $9.99 a month and you can cancel anytime. So if you give it a try and you're like, this is not my jam, you can just simply cancel. But I want you to give it a try. I want you to give Google Slides a try. And what I think you're going to find is that it's going to enhance the therapy experience. It doesn't take away from the person-to-person interaction. The person-to-person interaction is always forefront. But the Google Slides is going to add is it's going to add increased attention, engagement, participation, and the gift of time. I want you to take all of this information, roll up your sleeves, and make the world a better place one person at a time. And make sure to check out my Sparkle and School membership at kellyvass.com. That's www.kellyvass.com. Next week, I am beginning to share the lessons, and I don't want you to miss one single week. Oh, she's a firefly.